This is the ear spoon with fish and Steve. Hey everybody, welcome to the Ear Spoon. I am Fish. I am Steve. And here we are once again in the panic room known <laughs> as the Ear Spoon Studios. This is our safe space. This is it. This is where we get to do our thing. That's right. Our Yay. Thing. And hopefully you like our thing enough because um, we know two people that like our thing, one of which is Mocha Joe's. Yay, mochajoes.com. They do this thing called uh, coffee-flavored coffee, which I like. It's my very, favorite kind of coffee. Very much. Yeah. Not, not not like vanilla bean coffee. It's not no. actually It's not actually coffee if you have to chuck the words vanilla right. bean. You not know what it is? Cinnamon roll coffee. So cinnamon roll. I've seen that. <laughs> I've seen that. Yeah, I'm not. They do They do the good uh, the, the fair trade coffees and things like that. Yeah, good and, people. And our other sponsor? Series Natural Remedies. Right. And they do all the CBDs. Yes, they do. All right. We're still, I think we're about an interview away from actually, finally, we've been talking about it, releasing our, our hemp podcast, which we have. Oh, yes. With yeah. Shane. Yeah. That's yeah. a good conversation. Worth, it, well worth having. Yeah. And we're still uh, working on that. And you'll find that on the Vermontitude section of theearspoon.com. All right, now we got all that stuff out of the way. Well, we do, but uh, we also want to let you know that you can go to the SoundCloud. Oh yeah, uh, you can go to the, uh, the to the, the Bill Gates uh, thing. Um, <laughs> no, huh? I think you mean the Steve Jobs thing. What you difference mean, does it make? They steal from one another. You can barely <laughs> tell them apart. Other all, than one's it's cooperation. alive and the other one's not. Well, one's questionable. Anyway, I don't yeah. want to go there. So anyway, iTunes yeah, is what we're after. Yeah, yeah. So and it has nothing to do with Bill Gates. And of course, Instagram and yeah, Slowgram, and, and uh, of course, uh, uh, on the Twitter and on the uh, on the Book of Faces, you can go and like theearspoon.com. And this is a, just another edition of the Earspoon. Can I tell you something? Sure. I've been you know participating in our our Twitter feed, and I'm not used to following people that that give me the creeps. Uh huh. <laughs> so seeing posts from people, it just it almost seems like it's the Onion. Yeah. Like. One of it, I think, is Donald Trump Jr., I think, is Oh, one of he's the worst, isn't he? <laughs> like, oh, my freaking What world are you God. living in, my friend? <laughs> it's like, so it is, it's good to, ex- I, I try to expose myself to thinkers who think differently than me, mm-hmm. but I'm not, but that's not that. I mean, no. that's not a thinker. Like, I follow a number of conservative uh You know, I bet folks. you, I bet you Attila the Hun was thought differently than I did. Not no, following him. Still not going Not going right. to listen. But yeah, mm-hmm. I did. I liked, uh, I liked all the Trump kids. And oh, it's Lord. really creepy. And every time I see uh, I see him post something, I swear to God, it's just a reflex where I go, <laughs> fire, fire, fire. This <laughs> is like Beavis and Butthead, man. Oh, my goodness. But anyway, it's fun. It's fun to participate and see. I don't know. It's like getting out of Vermont. And, you know, then you're like, oh, my God, there's so oh much America God. out here. <laughs> go home. America. Hell yeah. Uh, which uh, and and since we're starting that out being slightly mean to one of the Trump kids, uh, let's <laughs> not that they don't deserve it because they certainly do. Yeah. Um, you know, there's been a lot kind of bandied around as of late uh, with regards to uh, the Democrats, the liberals, kind of holding up on high some some weird standard of of being nice and kind while. You know, well, basically the Republicans, if you will, unzip their flies and pee yeah. all over the uh, all over the planet. Yeah. All right. Um, I went to see um, the Fred Rogers, Mister Rogers. Um, what, what's the name of the movie now? Can't uh, uh, won't uh, you be my neighbor? Won't you be my neighbor? Yeah. And went to see that with my wife on Friday night, and uh, you know, it just if 
you and I grew up with Mr. Rogers in our homes, right? Sort of semi. I mean, it was there, but I was, I'm, oh, I'm five years older than you, so it's a little, you know, it was there. I didn't pay a lot of attention, but who didn't know Mr. Rogers? Right. You know? So I grew up watching this guy day yep. in and day out. Nice. Uh, you know, with the, uh, with the, what was it, Zoom and, and Zoom, good Ses- one. Sesame Street right. and, and all, all the, all the public, um, all the public broadcasting. We're gonna um, zoom, a zoom, a zoom, a zoom. <laughs> oh, two, one, three, four. <laughs> I remember. Wow. Yeah. And the New Zoo Review. That's another thing. But yeah, yeah. yeah. So we grew up with all that stuff in our home, and we all know uh, Mr. Rogers was um, so kind. Yeah. Such a kind man, which is why we all thought he was gay, right? Isn't that what that was a thing? Remember that? I don't, but yeah. I, I can see you know perpetuated I, by none other than. Some Fox Newsy kind of things. Kind really? Of threw that out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, th- there was a little bit about it, And that came out. Th- this whole movie is like a documentary on the life of Fred Rogers. And just what. So because he was nice, people presumed his, yeah, to know gay. his sexual sure, orientation. Sure. Oh, my God. Yeah, you know, and um, a lot of people didn't even know he was a minister. You know, yeah, he was a. I uh, didn't know that, yeah. Um, and that he was um, specifically just wanted to be kind to children and let kids know that, hey, you know, it's okay if you're a little different. Mm-hmm. You know, I like it just the way you are. And yeah. with the puppets and, and all that. And uh, uh, the lady, oh, what was her name? I had such a crush lady on Elaine. her. Lady Elaine. Lady yeah. Elaine. Such a crush on her. <laughs> I did. I had to say, I got to say, oh, lady. Introduction to, you know. Yeah. Um, but something popped up in the middle of that movie, which I thought was. And amazing, and I wanted to make it the subject of, of today's podcast, which was, you know, you just can't have kind people anymore. <laughs> so it would seem. Right? Or as, as some f- folks like to say, fuck your feelings. Yeah. There's a shirt, you know. <laughs> yeah. Right. Funny you should say as, this. As, I just, as you look down the brim of your MAGA hat. Right. Uh, John Cleese yesterday, I think it was on Twitter, somebody called him a snowflake, and he said, ah, yes, snowflake. That's a term I, I'm paraphrasing. That's a term I've heard. I think it's to denounce feelings of empathy. <laughs> it's like <laughs> that kind of nails it. Yeah. It's like because empathy, sensitivity, awareness, deference, right? You know, respect for, for people who are different from you are now negatives in Trump land. Mm-hmm. You know? And here we are as, as people who are supposed to uphold the kindness doctrine, right. if you will. And I will. All right. And and hold true to all things that are good and, and advance our agenda in a positive way and continue to do that while getting punched in the stomach and spit in, in the face and yeah. kicked in the groin and do all that and we're just supposed to turn the other cheek. So what what do they do? They 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 produce videos calling the left's agenda of violence, <laughs> which I love. That's my favorite. But you don't have to prove things anymore, so there you go. Yeah. You just say There's it. The, no, we have to prove things. They don't. <clears throat> right? That's right. So that that's, that, right. that's a, where's your proof? Well, where's your proof? I'm that's not right. asking you. No, it's, only those who require evidence and reason need the proof. <laughs> if you don't, it just has to be uttered and and there you go. And there it is. And so, the, yeah. So here we are. Th- th- we had this conversation recently about civility, and it's and this we can fold this into what we're talking about right now. But there's a point in 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 I think it's Tibetan Buddhism. There's a concept of idiot compassion. I mean, being compassionate is a very sensible thing. Being uh, practicing idiot compassion means to invite someone with ill intent into your home, right? You know, and have them then murder you all. You know, it's like right. that. There's a point at which compassion only goes to a point. And my compassion, I, I try to operate in everything from a compassionate point of view. It informs most of my politics. That's why liberal, if you look at the classical definition, implies 
tolerance, acceptance, compassion, that those are negatives for people on the right says everything we need to know about the condition of our country. Right. So if you say, I'm a compassionate person, or we're a compassionate city, you're a problem. So here's what we keep coming back to, is, and you can look, trace this all the way back through history, where this energy exists, where this sort of frame is, where you do-gooders are a problem, you that are being kind to those foreigners, you are being kind to those poor, you who are being kind to people who are suffering, are a problem. Right. That is true Nazi Germany. That is true, you know, pick your place in, mm-hmm. in history mm-hmm. where, and it's never not coming from the right side of the continuum. It's it, it, never it, not. It is strange. And I, and I often have thought about, I mean, they're, they're, look, as a whole, I think the human race, I've always said our default setting when we're born is kindness and good. Yes. You know? Yes, There's I so agree. Many, it's like holding a newborn baby. You've, hold, you've held a newborn baby. Many times. There's zero static coming off a newborn baby. Nope. There's nothing coming off that kid. That kid is the purest soul. Right. And you can feel the difference from day one, six months later. Yep. The child is starting to develop static. Yeah, you experience the friction of life. You right. Tabula rasa from the start, and then you start to figure stuff out. Right. And that is all taught behavior. Mm-hmm. That is not anything that is part of a chromosome, part of a gene, mm-hmm. part of a blood a bloodstream, nothing. It is all basically taught. Your surroundings dictate whether you wind up kind or not kind. Now, um, getting back to Fred Rogers and having seen the documentary, I mean, he was kind of tormented as a kid because he was kind of a chubby kid. Oh, didn't know that. Yeah. So he was teased. He was tormented. And he what was, is that phenomenon? You know, it's, isn't it just nuts? It's like a level of crazy. I just He's weak. Think. Let's make him hurt. Yeah. <laughs> like, Let's what? hurt him. Um, I see weakness. So he be, he grew up and he became this the, the definition of kind. Mm. Right? The definition of gentle. And yes, he basically dealt with children, but he is who he is. Mm-hmm. And he went about his mission unapologetic, covering a myriad of different topics that often are not kind topics. Sure. Divorce. Yeah. Uh, things like that. You know, really edgy, edgy kind of things that are just, you know, and, and we're going back to the 70s and the 80s where yeah. the 80s we started to, like, our, our innocence was definitely over at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 70s, you could even make a, an argument that uh, we were just sort of emerging out of our innocence. 60s, we were still in our innocence, although, you know, they, you can often link the assassination of, of, of JFK as the end of the innocence, but yeah, you can make arguments on all sorts of fronts, but clearly we've we've moved forward as a culture in yeah. terms of what we're aware of and not. And and the '80s were worse was when uh, mass shootings sort of really began, other than the guy in the in the tower in Texas. But yeah. like, largely, that's where you know other forms of oh my god started to happen. Yeah. Um, so, is there room on the planet for nice people anymore? I mean, <laughs> you know, you can do good, but can you do good like on a nonstop basis as a guy like? Mr. Rogers did. It's I'm. This is a, one of my favorite topics, and so uh, I'll, I run the risk of over-talking it, but I'll say this. Um, I try to operate from a place of compassion, mm-hmm. and I try to operate in everything I do in being kind and deferent. And, you know, people that I meet anywhere, I try to be polite and kind and soft to them. Uh, it's difficult for me in other contexts, particularly with the march of fascism here and now and, mm-hmm. and rising up around us with children in cages, things like this, I have a really difficult time being nice to people who will promote 
the worst things people will do to other people. Right. And so finding that civility trigger and find, you know, like I've been having this, I think I told you, having this debate with my brother online about, you know, what's civil? Should people not be served at restaurants in Virginia because they are the spokesperson for a fascist regime? You know, and what is the line? How do we stay kind? But I just find all my buttons being pushed. And, you know, like John Lennon used to say, like, I'm into peace because I used to be kind of violent, you know, and like, I've not been a violent person, but I got my (laughs) more than my share of anger, for sure. It's been a a thing for me my whole life. Mm -hmm. I've learned how to put a bridle on it a little better than I used to, for sure. But I don't want to come at something from an angry place. But when somebody presents and says, hey, hippie libtard or whatever they choose to, I think it's a good idea to cage brown children and separate them from their parents, perhaps forever, all over a misdemeanor. And, you know, I I lose my cool around that and go like, well, we'll clearly we have a difference of opinion. No, you're a straight up asshole. That's an <laughs> asshole thing to say and an asshole thing to support. And you support a fascist. Like I'm seeing people that I like and respect and that are kind still supporting this administration. Yeah. Like what are you saying about your moral fabric? Just today – um, as, as a guy I know who's just not, he's not very active in social media. Mm-hmm. So I often, if he is, I, I miss a lot of what he says. But today he posted a meme. And the meme was um, one tower completely engulfed in flames. Mm-hmm. The second tower uh, is ha- has a plane about ready to hit it. Mm-hmm. The meme states, okay, obviously I'm talking about 9-11. Mm-hmm. Uh, the meme states... Uh, for those of you who didn't think uh, the uh, deporting immigrants was a good oh idea, God. let me remind you of this. So, of how stupid people can be. Yeah. I understand what he thinks he was saying, and he wasn't. And he wasn't. Yeah. You know, it's just this based thing that uh, you know all of those guys were in the country legally. <laughs> You know, no kidding. You know, God, and and stupidity. and kind of kind of came in through various points of entry and and had entered the country legally. Foreigners bad. Yeah, foreigners bad, and and people began to light him up underneath Yay. for his ignorance. Yeah, and I wanted to weigh in, and I started to weigh in. I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> no! Step I'm away, step away from the keyboard. <laughs> this is a useless fight. You are literally you. You could debate a, a dead tree stump and mm-hmm. and get, have more uh, have a better I satisfactory fe- feeling. But it's this kind of stuff that the ignorance behind it is abound. It's so heavy that you can't lift it and put it out of your way. It's right. so weighty that it just sits there because I'm looking at this thing going, I I know this guy. I don't think he's a Trump supporter. I don't think that he supports anything, but maybe I'm wrong because he, be. he posted this thing, which... I know that he said, "Well, look at the imagery. Look at the optics on it. The second plane is 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 about ready to hit the tower." I don't even know if that's a real picture. Uh, I've only seen video. I, I suppose you can still frame it, but it looked like it was shot from right below the second tower. Oh, you know, don't know. So I don't. I don't. I don't know that anybody knows that 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 they you both know. definitely came down. Let's put it. that Yeah, way. yeah. Well, so we know that they came down, but I and I know that the optics behind it are hard optics to argue with. Mm-hmm. They are. 
It was a traumatic day in American history. Uh, you know, one that I, I, if I live to be a thousand, I hope never to relive again. The, the whole, it's all just the optic of it, the sheer optic of it. But the narrative is bent and broken. Mm-hmm. And what you think you're saying, you're not saying. But you're too goddamn stupid to recognize that. Dunning-Kruger effect. If you're too stupid to understand that you're stupid, what do you do? Right. And that's you know? what I often I have often said that, you know, the definition uh, of, of stupid is somebody not knowing that they're stupid. Right. And so when you try to say and again, trying to stay out of, tr- tr- you know, triggery words like stupid and ignorant and so forth. But when you try to explain to somebody. Jerk putts assholes. Is that word? Yeah, there's that. Yeah, that's yeah. just too long. Right. Um, but when you try to explain to somebody that there is no basis in actual consensual reality what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And the implication is that you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yet here we are in 2018 where everybody has their microphone. Everybody has their social media. And Jim from, you know, whatever the hell job he does, you know, like the Jim at the landfill. No disrespect. Working man's working people are to be respected. Mm-hmm. Uh, is suddenly an ex- expert in constitutional law or immigra- immigration policy, and everybody's got their opinions about things. When in fact, there was a time prior to social media, even email, where we just didn't realize just how ignorant uh, our people around us were. Just uneducated. And well, you could say it's uneducated, but let's let's assume that many or most have at least made it through high school, yeah, you know, or, or GED or something like that, somewhere close to those twelve years of, of formalized schooling. Somewhere along the way, and I mean this gently. I, let me tell you a little side story. This will better explain it. I hope you don't mind. Um, today, when I was uh, having a conversation online with a former teacher of mine, wonderful woman, Gail Crotty, changed my life, opened my mind, appreciated my weirdness and my political weirdness. Um, and we've reconnected on Facebook. Isn't this great? A friend of hers is commenting and asking about this immigration policy thing. I don't. She doesn't watch the news, or she doesn't pay attention to the news. It it hurts her, and she has never registered to vote. She's thirty seven years old. She's never voted in her life. Mm-mm. Yeah. So now this woman was saying things that were in many ways shocking to me. That somebody uh. just to be alive at all. For however many years that is, for well, for thirty-seven years between that's Reaganish, yeah. Um, to not know, and I even said, "Well, I came to life politically with Watergate," and she goes, "I'm sorry if this sounds dumb, but I don't know what Watergate is." And so the, there's part of me that's just you know going like, "Oh," and the other part of me is saying like, "No, wait a second. This is exactly the person to be jo- gentle and kind to, and to say." Not to you know f- you know face slap and say where where have you been you know, but to say like. We invite you to be a hero. We invite you to come forward as a kind and compassionate person and recognize that your country is at great risk and the world is at great risk and the species is at great risk because of what's happening right now. So I started my week with this woman who I'd never met until this morning registering to vote online. I sent her a link and she's now a registered voter and intends to vote because of this immigration policy thing and because of her disgust with the Trump administration. So my response could have been, you idiot! You don't know nothing. <laughs> blah blah blah. Blah, blah, blah. No vote. You don't get a say. <laughs> right. Or as I thankfully opted for, which is to say, hey, here's some information. Well, could use you. Midterms right. coming up. I you know I editorialize a little bit here and there, but largely I said here's you factual. Did? Yeah, go figure. I know. But largely I said here's factual information about what's going on, and then from that conversation, here's how you can go register to vote and please do and tell everyone you know that isn't registered to please register to vote because it's not going to be 
Captain America crashing through a window, it's going to be average Americans working jobs, raising kids, doing their things that show up. Again, I don't think voting is the only thing, but it's a big deal. Yeah. And if, if the same amount of people that didn't vote in this last election showed up <laughs> this next one. It's going to get ugly. Yeah. If you have an R anywhere near your name. So people get mad at, at Republicans in right wing or people that voted for Trump and people get mad at people who voted who didn't vote for Hillary or didn't like Hillary. The, you want to get mad? Look at the people who didn't vote. It exceeds yeah. both segments, you know. So I'm just saying the response, if you want to bring people into the fold, I think the, the response is to try to, you know, go pull the Mr. Rogers card yeah. and say, you know, try to be a neighbor. Um, when somebody's saying, I support fascist, racist policies, white nationalist policies, I'm sorry, I will not have a civil conversation with you. It won't happen. No, you it know? just won't. Let's uh, pick up on that. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to okay. thank Serious Natural Remedies. Yes, and, and Mocha Joe's. And Mocha Joe's. And when we come back, have we figured out, can can you be kind in this world? I, don't I think bet we can. I hope so. I have a theory on that. All right. We'll get back to it right after. This is Earspoon. You're home for the shit you're thinking anyway. Hey, Steve. Yeah? You know what my favorite thing is about doing the podcast? Yes, I do. What is it? Mocha Joe's. Oh, <laughs> you know me so well. You know me so well. You know, you can just, wherever you are, you can go to mochajoes.com and order your coffee. Yeah, fantastic. Quality human beings roasting, packing, and sending coffee all day long. And they do this all right here yep. in Vermont. Yay, Vermont coffee. Yeah. Because it's the climate for growing coffee. Wait, what? Well, nah, not so much. But they, they are fair trade folks. Yes, they are. All right. They have cool gear. The cool logo. I got a few myself. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta go and check it out. Most uh, Mocha Joe's Roasting Company. Find that at mochajoes.com. I love them, and that's who powers this podcast. That's right. Couldn't do it without them. Thank you. Thank you. No. Thank you. No. Thank you. No. I think this time. Thank yeah. Mocha Joe's. Thanks, Mocha Joe's. Series Natural Remedies offers New England's largest selection of CBD products for health and wellness. With over 60 brands, we represent all methods of CBD delivery, including extracts, capsules, edibles, vape, topical, body care, and beverage products infused with hemp. We bring together artisanal quality and science-based healing. Experience the healing benefits of CBD for people and pets. Visit us in Brattleboro or at our flagship store, 190 College Street, Burlington. Earspoon.com. All right, welcome back to the podcast. This is Fish. I'm Steve. You are still all my life. All right, thank you to Mocha Joe's and and Serious Natural Remedies mm-hmm. uh, for sponsoring the podcast. Appreciate that, as always, uh, and letting us live in opulence. <laughs> uh, coming to you from the Earspoon Studios, our panic room in Malibu, in, yes, in in downtown Burbank, California. <laughs> Isn't that where the old all the old uh, Johnny Carson's were? Yeah, yes. Burbank, California. <laughs> Wasn't that it? Um, so we're discussing right now: uh, is there room on the planet for kind people? And mm-hmm. I, you know, I think that there's room on the planet for. For acts of kindness, I'm just not convinced that we can always be kind to one another anymore. Well, I, th- we have that's a lot to unpack, on, and depends on what level you're talking about. But on a systemic level, we're seeing a move to the right, and mm-hmm. we're seeing globally um, room for and sort of a takeover on the parts of people who would rather rule with an iron fist yeah. than to re- actually see. Despite the fact, you know, Egypt and other places have actually 
responded to the call of the people. We're seeing more in Europe. We're seeing more uh, certainly from, from the other side of the former Soviet bloc, and we're certainly seeing a move to the right. In some ways here, I would argue that we are measurably moving to the left in terms of our politic, but that doesn't, isn't necessarily reflected by the vote and this current president. No, it, and, and, it, and, it, and it comes from people <clears throat> being lazy and not getting out to vote, as, as we yeah. were talking about. You know, you really do. You need to get um, engaged and, and get out and vote. Yeah, to say the very least, and to be activated in other ways as well, because waiting around, these children in cages can't wait for our vote. No. Now, this stuff needs to happen now. But I keep coming back to this idea that, one, we live in the safest time on the earth ever right now. I mean, statistically, that's shown to be so. From wars to famine to disease to the ways that people could have died and did die in many, many horrifying ways, we live, strangely, strange as it is, even with nuclear threats, uh, in the safest time that it is to be alive. And it's, it's a good perspective to take. And we're also twice as old as how old old people were just a few hundred years ago. True. So these are positive things. The thing I always come back to, and I'm, I'm, I'm reminded of this regularly, is one of the reasons the species remains alive and overpopulating at a ridiculous rate is we are a cooperative being. We are best when we are cooperative. We are not lone wolves. We don't like go take stuff. I mean, God knows we have and history shows it, but we are at our best when we cooperate. It is a skill set we have because we didn't have the speed or strength of a lot of other mammals. So we learned how to work together as a group right. in order to survive. We, when we And post-enlightenment, that's also when we are at our best and in political ideologies, when we listen to and attend to the needs of the many, good things follow. And I'm not even talking about this on a moral level. I'm just saying no, you on can, a practical You can level. basically take that theory, and if you're having a hard time wrapping your head around what Steve's saying, it's pretty simple. No matter where you're listening to the podcast. Don't be a dick. Yeah, right. <laughs> two rules. <laughs> Wake up. Rule number two, don't be a dick. Uh, but no, you can, no matter where you're listening, chances are the town that you're living in Something tragic has happened, mm-hmm. at which point a band of people, bands of people, yeah. many people have gotten together and righted it yep. as best they could. And that's exactly what you're talking about. When it happened here, yep. where there, there were in the town that we live in, in, in our little bucolic community known as Brattleboro, Vermont. Right. The one and only. The one and only. Uh, we had a, a fire. In downtown. Sure did. Right? A big fire. Now, we don't have a very big downtown, but in, but a big portion, a third of it right. burned. And let's also acknowledge we have one of the coolest downtowns that there is in all of the United States. And yep. it's, it's locally owned, small merchant yeah. sort of downtown. But the entire community banded together mm-hmm. and uh, it displaced a lot of people and a yes. lot of businesses. And we did fundraisers. We did rallies. We did all this stuff until... Until eventually it was righted. Irene, same thing. When Irene hit, everybody in this community said, okay, I'm good. What do you need? Yeah. All right. So, yeah, and that's exactly what you're talking about. So when we stick together, amazing things happen. Yeah, and Vermont, you know, I always say if there wasn't Vermont, I'd have to leave, you know, (laughs) which is still on the agenda. Yeah. But – One of the reasons I love living here now 20 years is because of that, and we talked about this when we did this storytelling thing recently, uh, because of the musculature that gets developed by being active in community, by by developing community muscles, when emergencies happen, you've already worked that stuff out. You're not like going, what do we do now? And that's that's why people love to come visit Vermont. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why people like the Vermont thing. But then they say, but that's not reality. We got to go back to reality. And then suddenly, like when I drive down to Connecticut, 
to visit family, by the time you hit the airport, everyone's insane. Like just, you know, they're insane in driving cars at high rates of speed. Like what, what happens? Like what is that thing? So when people cooperate and make it work, it becomes a currency in its, right. in its own way. And when you look at European countries and forward-thinking progressive countries, you look at Iceland, you look at New Zealand, you look at the Scandinavian countries, their first operating system is how can we help most of the people? That's the first right. question. And if that were the question in this country, we'd be making very, very, very different decisions. Well, you're a, you know, a snowflake libtard. That's why. <laughs> that's <laughs> why. That's fuck why your you, feelings. Yeah, fuck your feelings. <laughs> uh, you, need a, you need a new MAGA hat? Right. Um, but l- let me just b- put on the end of that, and then I'll shut up, I promise. But, like, when when you see— You, you can't. You're half of this podcast. <laughs> you can't shut up. Well, I want to hear what you have to say. Yeah. But when, when people on the right or people who support this— this abomination of a president talk about Martin Luther King or talk about Bobby Kennedy or talk about the, the ways that the things we appreciate about how this country is blah, 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 blah. All of it, including the constitution was about compassion. Mm-hmm. All of it was about, now let's acknowledge whenever I say that, I want, always want to make a point. We're talking about white slave owners, white male slave owners, you know, standing on top of a fresh genocide you know, that let's not ignore that bit. But the intention of that document was to say, how can we make sure everyone's okay? Mm-hmm. How can we make sure that everyone's voice is heard? And, and, and me, now we live in a time where it's like, fuck you. You don't get to be heard. Fuck you. You're not even a full person. Right. And let's keep in mind that the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, all of these documents, which we, we mark as creed, mm-hmm. which we, we, uh, we protect our, our inalienable rights with, and we continue to cite chapter and verse – was written in duress. Yes. <laughs> right? Was written out of a function. This is never going to happen to us again. Yep. We are not going to be persecuted just because we want to believe in who we want to believe in. We want to roam free. We don't want to be uh, oppressed. We don't want to be overly taxed. We don't want to do this. We understand that some of these systems that are in place are good, but we are writing these documents, which we hold to be true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a couple of words out of one of them. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, self evident. Yeah. You know, <laughs> all men are created equal. Uh, and the chicks, too. And the chicks. And the ones with the. Anyway. No. Uh, so they. This document, these documents were written from people who had been oppressed long enough. Oppressed by right wing factions. Yeah. <laughs> And they had been oppressed long enough, and they said, enough is enough. We refuse to live this way anymore. Damn straight. And these are the same. When the right comes running with, you know, like, God bless this country and God bless the founders of this country. It's like, dudes, they were all liberals, except for John Adams. (laughs) They were all liberal-minded, enlightenment-thinking, forward-thinking, you know, kind of not even Christian, yeah. <laughs> you know? No, there's that. I mean, I walked around all 4th of July wearing my, uh, my, my, my blue T-shirt, which has a picture of Jesus on it, holding an American flag that says, I bless, I bless America. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it didn't. Nobody. Nobody yeah, took the bait. <laughs> but, the, but so here we are, like saying historically Martin Luther King, Bobby Kennedy, mm-hmm. like pick your person. FDR, I mean, there are plenty on the right who hate FDR because he's a commie, according to them. Yeah. Save the country, arguably. Save the country. We could talk about World War II and we can talk about the Depression and so forth. But like said, hey, people are really suffering. There's lines of people waiting for food, which isn't even enough. People are suffering hardcore. Let's make sure their needs are met. 
And he did something about it. So when we look at a country like this where the poverty line keeps dropping, where children are in cages, where you know a, a black male can't go out in the street and see a police car without shuddering, right. you know? So this, you know, how come we're not responding with the same sort of response as the founders? It says, how can we help most of the people? This is said in a country that spends literal trillions of dollars on war-making machinery. Oh, my God. I know. It's ridiculous. Um, going back to the whole, you know, can we – is there room in our society for kind people? The, the answer, of course, inherently is yes. Yeah. But can we be kind – I you know not not like Fred Rogers anymore because there's just you are dealing with a faction of people who just don't care. Those people that uh, what, I think you posted the meme with the two the the clearly a husband and wife that are wearing the t-shirts that say "fuck your feelings." Right. Yeah, I made you a know? new I made a new one out of that. I put a caption on it that said, "Hi, do you have a minute to talk to us about civility?" And it yeah. has them saying "fuck your feelings." Yeah, fuck your man. <laughs> So, so there, there's that. I mean, the days of 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 143 are gone. Do you remember of what 143? It was I was reminded of it um, in in the documentary. Um, Fred Rogers came up with this thing 143. He weighed 143 pounds. Always stayed because the 143 was his way of saying I love you. And the and the word I one letter and the word love four letters and the word you three letters one four oh, three that's so Fred right so I mean and and right if we walked out here and started spouting that stuff right now mm-hmm. you know fag libtard kind of yeah. back you know you like getting it now you know and just you know, there would just be that whole see it all the time whole element when how. Can you operate in a society where you have to squash those feelings in order to just operate and and sort of be heard and taken seriously? Why can't I just walk up to somebody and just say, you know what, you thank you for just being you and and I love right. you for it. You but, just can't. But just yesterday, people assembled at their local houses houses of worship, and then went back to Facebook to say why it's a good idea to put brown children in cages and separate them potentially forever from their parents for a misdemeanor. And they, you know, and they call themselves Christians. I know. Like, so is there room for kindness? Is there room for goodness? You know, honestly, I mean, again, let's, to be quite clear, I know some lovely people that are Christian Mm -hmm. and there's plenty of room who who do it all the right ways. I still think religion is the worst thing people ever came up with. But if you need something to keep you alive in this otherwise meaningless universe and keep your spirits high, fine. But I don't believe in magical Jesuses and stuff like that. But I do believe in the idea of being kind. I do believe in the idea of being concerned. And as Jesus said in the New Testament, more than anything else, help the poor, help the poor, help the freaking poor people. And this <laughs> Republican Party, this administration, these evangelists, who all of which claim to be Christian and family values oriented, are screwing people over and causing suffering in massive numbers and building a fascist regime. Right. And they will go to their houses, houses of worship and say, you know, forgive me, Jesus, for I have sinned. You know, like, you're damn right you have. I don't believe in such a thing personally. But if you can justify the things I just listed, you know, get out of my house. Yep. <laughs> you know? There's that. Here's, um, here's where we should end it. Um, Mr. Rogers, mm-hmm. lifelong registered Republican. Is that right? Mm-hmm. 
and I can understand that version of Republican. Sure. Yeah, sure. that I can tether myself right to it. It made sense yeah. at the time. The Republican Party was more on uh, family values, Christian beliefs. Even though you know, that's just kind of where they were founded. You know, your 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 family, your home, your God. Yeah, and and a lot of, in my view, a lot of that's mythological, but yeah. that's fine. And a lot of it's very white. You know, like but. If if the Republican today was like the Republican that Fred Rogers was, yeah. we wouldn't be having these issues. You know why? Because they could all come to the table and have a conversation. My dad was that guy. My dad was that kind of Republican. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, meat and potatoes, you know, three-letter man, sort of that guy. And he very much operated from a place of compassion. And that's how, I mean, it's part of the reason that I'm compassionate, although my politics aren't like his, you know. Right. And that's fine. But and, and there's room what's going that. on right now so, is not fun. And I keep coming back to like, where are you, you people who still identify as Republicans? How can you? How possibly can you, if you consider yourself a kind person, repudiate and reject this? And we're seeing it happening in massive yeah. levels oh, yeah, yeah. now. Yeah. So, like lifelong Republicans are saying, "Get um, out!" Yep, jumping, they're jumping ship. All right, well, we'll leave it there for this week. We'll be back uh, for another uh, action-packed from the earspoon panic room. <laughs> And we'll be nice. And we'll, and we'll be nice. Kind. We're gonna. I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna execute three or four acts of kindness. Not people who aren't <laughs> acting kindly. <laughs> I'm gonna go hug people whether they like it or not. Yeah, free hugs. What? Um, How'd you break your rib? <laughs> long story. <laughs> I didn't really. <laughs> um, theearspoon.com is where you can find all of our podcasts uh, yeah. that are produced out of uh, out of the Earspoon Studios. Um, of course, you can download this wherever you get your podcasts. Want to thank uh, Mocha Joe's. Uh, for supplying and caffeinating the pod as well as uh, series natural remedies there you go so thanks again and we'll talk to you next week talk to you next week promise more at the earspoon.com